Internet. Hello, Internet. How's it going? Uh, welcome to episode... Fuck, every time. 74, bro. Episode 74 of you just, your favorite podcast. Is, is it hard remembering or counting? It's not It's not even... Yeah, the, I think it's the remembering part. Okay. I'm at an age now where I have to, like... Probably because I spent, like, the better part of a decade just, like, smashing my brain into submission with... Like various substances. Don't forget your other inner organs. Well, yeah, like but those liver. Well, I guess yeah. those don't really help with memory. No, they don't help with memory at all. Dipshit. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Disregard that. Episode seventy. Are you sure it's seventy-four? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Hey, regardless of what episode it is, this is uh, Outrage Factory, the world's foremost internet outrage-related podcast, where we look at the things that made people mad online this week and explain why they're dumb for caring. Uh, as always, I'm your co-host, Derek Bolin. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuder. Is this 74? Yeah, it is 74. Mm-hmm. I just double-checked because I was really sure, and then the fact that you questioned me more than once or twice, I was like, wait. Yeah, so I just double-checked. Uh, the reason we're coming in so hot is because the sun's still up. We're doing a daytime recording. Woo! G- yeah. It's gonna be a little less wacky. So, uh, I don't know. I kind of like the nighttime recording because we seem to have, like, a nice little out. Like, if it gets sloppy or dumb or a little too joke-heavy, dick-joke-heavy, we could just say, ah, oh, it's because we recorded at night and we're tired. Yeah, none of our daytime episodes yeah. have ever been dick-joke-heavy. Yeah, but see, there always are. And they're pretty much all the same, but we could just blame it on it being nighttime since we're very old men. And once it's past 5 p.m., you just aren't responsible your, your for your brain actions. starts fighting. Yeah, that's true. That's how old people work, right? Yeah. yeah. Once the sun goes, it's like uh, gremlins or vampires. Yeah, like vampires. Once, wait. Because vampires are very old men. Or werewolves. Yeah. Speaking of, how's your novel coming along? Uh, I uh, wrote another page in it yesterday. <laughs> And it's uh, full of dick jokes as well. Yeah. So don't think that just because I'm now officially a novelist. Well, do I have to finish it before I could call myself a novelist? No, absolutely not. Because I think just writing a book just so you could call yourself a novelist and sound pretentious is enough reason to write a book. I mean, you took a picture of yourself writing the book and posted it online. Yeah. You're a novelist now. Yeah. You you never even have to publish that thing. You are a successful novel writer. Congratulations. Yeah. And part of me is, it's weird because I get this sort of vindication about writing a werewolf novel that's probably as juvenile as our podcast because... It's funny, the thing, the thing you posted was like this juvenile conversation yeah. where they're like... Uh, Basically making like gay jokes to each other, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, and it, it felt like you had tr- transcribed a conversation that you and I had had <laughs> verbatim. I, a lot of the conversations <laughs> between the two main characters, I could see us having with each other. So like the main vampire, I based kind of off you and me, like our funnier, more immature f- parts. And Like if you and I... Had sex. Yeah. And impregnated you with a child. No. If and like we, ri- we entered each other. Yes. And simultaneously. Left it like that. Soaked. That would be the vampire. <laughs> if we soaked it. Then if the boring parts of our self, that would be the werewolf. Because the werewolf's kind of like a wet blanket in the story. He's just like a nat- Like, you know how like. Oh, s- interesting. Stories start with like, there's always like some average Joe who's like kind of like having a meandering life that's not going anywhere and then something happens and he goes on an adventure and he's 
like turns into an interesting character. That's the werewolf. My whole point is I want to keep him boring guy and he turns into a werewolf but he's still boring. <laughs> he's just a boring guy who's also a werewolf. That's an interesting you're uh, really smashing stereotypes there because normally yeah. like werewolves are the party guys. You look at like Teen Wolf or uh, maybe I'm only thinking of the uh, Teen what Wolf What was that movie here. with Kate Beckinsale? Uh, the trilogy of movies? An underworld? Yeah. Whereas like yeah because the werewolves are usually like the more bestial outlandish like Cro-Mag type guys and the vampires are usually like the more refined boring like it's weird that they always have like a Franciscan feel like they always like leather and old stuff that you'd think from like the renaissance they're fucking they're boring yeah super boring so in this that's kind of opposite that for now I don't know I've only got 50 pages I've got a lot to like fucking write about you're you don't have to anymore you posted a picture of it on on Instagram, you're yeah, a novelist. The only reason I'm posting pictures it. on Instagram... You accomplished your goal. ...is because if I didn't do that, I totally would quit writing. Because it's like... I don't know. It's weird because it's like... Even though I'm just writing this for myself just to write a book so I could say I wrote a book, by posting it online, it kind of keeps me like answering to some sort of thing where I'm like, oh, I got to keep writing it. Otherwise, my, uh, my fans yeah. will be disappointed. Like those two people who don't like, yeah, like my two Instagram followers. I got it. That's like the one benefit, probably the only benefit of social media is yeah. I found like when I quit drinking or when I quit smoking, it was like posting this, uh, talking about it online endlessly. Uh, but it also helps people to like keep you accountable. Even yeah, though, exactly. Like, keep you accountable. No one really gives a shit. Yeah, it's more like, in a weird way, it's almost like a father figure because you tell them what you're doing and you want you don't want to, like, sort of embarrass yourself on social media. So it's like you're keeping yourself accountable to the way you're represented on social media. In some ways, that could be good. But in other ways, it gets really annoying when some people try to brag about what they're doing a little too much. Like, that's the hard part like I don't want it to be like seem like oh I'm writing a book look at me and I just want it to be like guys I'm still writing the book (laughs) I promise (laughs) don't go looking for it in your local uh, chapters you don't have to read it I just want you to know that I'm not a failure because I didn't give up yet like at this point I don't even care like how many people like it as long as I can finish it how many pages are you planning on taking this thing I don't know how many pages are a book? Like 300? Well, you, okay. If you look at like... You've read books, right? Well, like one or two, maybe over the course of my lifetime. How long are they usually? Because... It varies. Yeah, because I've read... You know, I read... Short books. I wrote a book called The Cryptonomicon, which was like by an author you like. I think it was like Neil Stevenson or something. And it was 1,200 words or 1,200 pages. And that was probably at least 900 pages too long. But... Where the thing I'm wondering, you being a learned book man, mm-hmm. when does it stop being a when is it too short to be a novel and turns into a novella? Like 150, 200? Oh no, way, way less than that. Okay. Is it like, yeah, like when is it long enough? 
I just want to cross just the threshold oh, here we of go. being a novel. Uh, a novella is a text of written fictional narrative prose normally longer than a short story, but shorter than a novel, somewhere between 17,500 and 40,000 words. No page numbers? Uh, no, why? Because that's you could do that thing where you just like, oh, it's a 92 point font. And I'm Wait, like, people <laughs> know about that? <laughs> Fuck, that was going to Double spaced. I was going to say it's a young adult book just so I can make the font bigger so that it You should longer. actually just make it a young adult novel because that's like – so I know two people yeah. who are like semi-successful writers. Like they mm. write for a living. Okay. And one writes uh, like Harlequin romance novels specifically about hockey players and one writes uh, – what the fuck? I think it's like very so. It's like like vampire or, or werewolf. Yeah, uh, Karina. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are young adult. Yeah. I don't know if she would be happy that we're calling them young adult, but they have like one hundred percent young adult. They're a young adult feel. I've only read her first one. Though. I didn't oh. do that. I'm also pretty sure she doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'm not I too concerned. And was mentioned in the forward to that book. Why? Because I did the original cover design for it. But then they felt it felt too uh, uh, graphic novelly. Bad? No, they thought it was <laughs> like too good. graphic novelly style, so they didn't want to use it. But I still got mentioned in the uh, forward, and I also did some T-shirt designs for that book, and it's pretty good. It. Uh, I don't know if it really ma- if it matters to our audience, but if you want to read an adult book. Or a young adult book that has super good musical references. Like she, she's a huge fan of Mike Patton. Mike Patton, Faith No More. Yeah, yeah. She mentions that in the book. Like that's the music that her characters listen to and stuff. So it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking here. She's like nine books deep now or something. But yeah, yeah that was she that was deep. the path she took is doing the young 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 adult thing, and that mm-hmm. seems to be like young adult novels. Like, all the most popular books that we've seen over the past however fucking long have all been kind of of that genre, right? And if you're still not aware what young adult movies are, or young adult books are, they're pretty much all those movies that are coming out that you are based on a book that you never heard of. Twilight. Yeah, Twilight, uh, uh, Maze Runner, Ma- yeah, um, uh, Ender's Game. No. Was that a kid's book? No, Ender's Game was like an old-ass science fiction story. Oh, I thought like, that was a young adult book. No. Um, um, did you say Hunger Games? No, I was. that was the one I was trying Hunger to Games of. is one. I don't think Harry Potter counts because it started off more as a kid. Like, young adult is basically aimed at, what, 15 to 20-year-olds type of deal, whereas Harry Potter was as far as I could tell, the first ones were aimed at preteens and that kind of evolved where the last book was young adult. Yeah. The thing I like respect about that, even though I've never fucking read a Harry Potter book is that, uh, she started writing for like a specific audience. And then as that audience matured and got older, the, her, uh, JK Rowling's writing style kind of evolved to keep pace with that. So she didn't like, I see. I thought, that's what people tell me happened, but what I secretly think happened was she started writing and she wasn't that great of a novelist, but as she wrote books, she got better and her writing ability evolved. So the level, but it could be like she was writing to the age of the characters in the book. Also true. Mm-hmm. Well, 
This is now a book about literature, a podcast about literature. <laughs> oh. Also, this podcast is now a book. Also, I wanted to point out that I'm trying to, I wanted, I find it funny that my book is so full of like dick and piss jokes or whatever, because people who say they read books like kind of come off pretentious, like, oh, I'm going to read so many books this year. And then I'm like, this book's not going to make you pretentious. I feel like that's a direct shot at me because I do say I'm going to read so many books this year. Is that, I mean, I'll still read the dick, the dick and piss book. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not, well, it is kind of, you're not as bad as other people where it's like, you view the number of books you've read as intellectual currency. Like, this is how smart I am based solely on the number of books I've read or am reading. That's what it is, though. Yeah, that's what social media has turned it into. Yeah. Like, it used to be people read because that's just, it was just easier and cheaper than anything else. And TV in up until, like, 20 years ago just sucked, pretty much. And now that you can have, watch anything you want whenever you want, reading's gone down. I don't know that reading has actually gone down. I think I saw a stat where it was like book sales have actually increased thanks to – Well, because you – Oh, the accessibility of books. Well, because you look at like e-readers and shit now. Yeah. So with those on the market, they've actually lifted the total number of books sold. So it was like – It was like everyone thought that e-readers would just murder like traditional book sales. Mm -hmm. But when you combine – uh, books sell sold through e-reader platforms yeah. and like physical copies of books. It's actually mm-hmm. like go, it's continued growing over the past. Yeah, and there's this thing where they call it found time, where people are f- using like they're listening to podcasts, music, and books on time, like in time when they're in transit, or where classically you didn't really read books or listen to music because it was just too cumbersome to take it everywhere you went. But now if you're hopping on like the bus to go to work for half an hour, you could take your phone and you could start reading. And that's what the found time is. And I think that would attribute to more novels being crunched too. And also audiobooks, like people could just listen to it in their car as they're driving. And yeah, so it's a lot easy. Like you don't have to carry around a paperback. In your pocket, even though they don't really fit in your pocket, even though they're called pocketbooks. That's because skinny jeans. I bet if you had a big ass pair of those fucking uh, cargo pants, like yeah, they are cargo (laughs) pants. It would definitely fit in the pockets of some Jenkos. You could put like a full size hardcover book in your Jenko jeans. Uh, All right, do we want to get into the outrage stuff? Did you want to plug your your dick and piss werewolf? Book a little bit more there, Dale? Um, well, uh, look for it. I wanted to finish it by the end of this year, but I probably won't. It's like two weeks into 2019. You're already slipping on your resolution. Yeah. So um, I'm sure I'll mention it again, but yeah, I'm working on it and I'll write it. Oh, and also, if anybody knows how to publish a book or what to do once you've written it at me so I can... I don't know. Be like, here's a book I read. Don't you just Give like money. print it and then like staple it together. Get some nice construction paper to make the covers and then yeah. uh, draw it with crayons. That's it. Hey, I have experience designing a book cover. You're done. You're that, you got you. that down. <laughs> uh, hey, in outrage this week. Yeah. What do you want to start with? Let's start with the Gillette ad. I think this is uh, 
So, yeah. so for people who aren't in the know or didn't go on the internet at all this week, uh, venerable men's brand Gillette uh, released an advertisement. Which I feel like the the ad starts with uh, their Gillette, a best a man can yeah, get it's slogan. Been their, their slogan for a very which long time. I feel like this is good because they should, they do have to address in the modern times now where we're dealing with all these gender issues and all this stuff, you have to deal with the fact that it's like the elephant in the room that your slogan is a best a man can get. So they kind of deal with that in a way. And like everybody's saying how it's an attack on masculinity or it's addressing toxic masculinity where moreover, it's just like, Hey guys, supping dickheads. Yeah. Like, so the whole premise of this ad was basically like, Hey, uh, Men have done a lot of shitty things, which I think is not uh, – if there's any men listening who are, like, really sensitive to this sort of thing, just, you know, like, mute the podcast or cover your ears for the next 10 seconds. I feel like if there's men that are kind of, like, sensitive to this sort of thing, they wouldn't be listening because – They'd be too busy being cavemen somewhere. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, well, I, I'm not doing this. This is attack on my masculinity. Beating off on, <laughs> onto their guns. <laughs> it's, you, I don't think it's factually incorrect to say that uh, men have used their status as like the top of the uh, societal totem pole that they've been on for the yeah. past uh, many centuries. Uh, the whole time like, that yeah. societies existed o- always uh to be kind of uh sh- sh- shitty yeah not only i'm trying to say this in a way that won't have people like lose their minds and boycott us because Dude. all all gillette did was literally release an ad being like maybe we should be nicer to each other yeah and people lost their fucking minds well basically anybody who lost their minds at this is a dickhead I'll say it. You could be the nice guy. Look, if this Gillette ad pisses you off, then you have to do some soul searching and ask yourself why you're offended by someone saying, hey, when you're being a man, be a better man in front of like and they also like point out that kids are watching the men today. Yeah. So we have to be better examples for the kids of tomorrow. So the things the ad references specifically are like bullying, yeah. uh, the Me Too movement, sexual harassment, catcalling, mansplaining, uh, mansplaining, uh, which I think we're on a pretty good, like we're on a pretty good role of tackling these issues as a society. Now, like if you look over the last 10 years, I mean, 10 years ago, there was no Me Too, but we did like... Well, I mean, there was, there was no movement, but there was lots of sexual harassment going on. Yeah. And like with social media and everything, we are way more aware of bullying and mansplaining and the Me Too thing. And yeah, we probably should be better if we're like, nobody's perfect, but you can always be better. And if... You can't be better than you're lying to yourself. Yeah. So I don't know. This the ad drops, and uh, I'm gonna pull up some some YouTube stats here because like some statistics. Six hundred forty six thousand likes on the YouTube ad. One point one million dislikes. Wow. So how many views though? Twenty three million views. So twenty three point seven million views. Yeah. So one in say 24 
people dislikes this enough to vote to vote dislike, which is a lot. Uh, when the backlash against this ad started, I initially thought it was like, I was like, oh, this is like a Russian troll farm thing. Like, this is one of those things where they're like, hey, this is an easy, easy target to like sow divisiveness yeah. among the the proles online. So we're going to, you know, start like, but they're like actual people like real human beings yeah. who are getting really angry about this because they're saying uh, that it's portraying men in a negative light by saying that men have acted kind of like it's it's like, hey, the Me Too movement was a thing. Men have like bullied men have fought like men do some some really shitty things yeah. to get up to some shitty behaviors. Uh, and then they they were basically like, hey. This ad called out those things, so yeah. now I'm going to go out of my way to to confirm that they're true and say because yeah. <laughs> I'm so angry about it. this. Yeah, I just want to punch someone in the face and sexually harass a woman. Yeah, I feel like a lot of this is dudes being like, "It's too much." Like I've already stopped being a complete piece of shit. Now you want me to just be not a piece of shit at all? Like. I already gave you an inch. I don't want to give you a mile and be like a nice handleable person who can interact with other human beings in a civilized stately manner. Like I still want like the only reason you'd hate this commercial is if you a want to still bully people B want to still mansplain girls C want to still cat call or do you want to sexually harass or sexually assault people? I feel like catcalling would fall under sexually harassing. It should. That's a good point. So I'll just so yeah, those three things. Like you still want to sexually harass women, you shouldn't be allowed to if you do your piece of shit. Two, you can still flirt with women. Good luck. I haven't figured out how to do that. I mean, nobody really knew how to do that. Certainly not you or I yeah. prior to the whole Me Too the, the, movement. The whole so. thing is. If you're going to do something that would hurt someone's feelings, then that's not flirting. That's sexual harassment. Or if you're taking liberties and someone's uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Or if that's they're, sexual if they're not interested. Yeah. And that's been communicated in maybe an overt or not so overt way. Yeah. Just don't. Just don't do it. Oh, yeah. And dudes, uh, women are allowed to find you unattractive. So just fucking leave them alone. Except me. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, ladies. Yeah, Derek's attractive, whether you think so or not. Yeah, which, um, why would you think not? I, I just, yeah. I am. Well, they don't. Yeah. Obviously. Exactly. And if they do, they're damaged, and I'm not interested in them anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, cool. so, I mean, it's weird because this this video comes out and like me and you saw it and we're like oh that's kind of touching that's kind of sweet it's nice and it's like it's a little bit of a tearjerker that might be another was, reason too like these dudes who are unemotionally involved like as soon as something gets into like that awkward realm of emotions they get confused which they replace with anger and they try instead of like trying to deal with whatever demons they have in their past or what happened to them. Maybe they were bullied. They try to just react with Lash anger. out at the internet. Yeah. yeah. Be like, get this fucking ad out of here. I don't want to actually have to take uh, fucking emotional inventory of myself. So I would rather we just don't mention it. Yeah. Yeah. Feelings are for gays. So I'm going to throw my razor in the toilet. 
Yeah, and buy a shtick. 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 Um Yeah, I don't I don't I don't understand. Like it's um Obviously, you know, the cynic in me is like, whatever, Gillette doesn't fucking, I bet there's like 30 execs in Gillette who have like probably sexually harassed their secretaries in the past like calendar year. But the message that we as men Mm -hmm. should do better Mm -hmm. and raise our kids to do better and set good examples for them. Like I, I just, I'm confused by how many holes you would have to have in your brain to think that's a bad thing yeah like you have a son who's like at the age to go to school and you see this ad and you're not like that's not how i want to raise my son you're like yeah those are lessons we should be teaching our children no i'm like oh all these soy boys are gonna you know make sure the women's (laughs) feelings so i take noah out and we cack all women on the street corners so i can counteract all of that shit is it bad how much I enjoy the term soy boy what? and it's how hilarious so it is. Ridiculous. Like I don't want to give like the alt writer who is it? The, it was uh who came up with that. The proud, yeah. proud boys. Okay. Uh, I don't want to give the proud boys any recognition, but soy boy, that's a fucking winner. It's a pretty flawless. That burn. is like, like fucking lightning in a bottle for a term. So back when I first started getting health conscious and wanting to lose weight, I like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get rid of dairy and start drinking soy milk in like my coffee and stuff. And then you grew tits. And then, and then I was like, uh, it's basically like, wow, this, this is like pure estrogen yeah. <laughs> that you're taking in your body. <laughs> you like, I was like, maybe I won't do that yeah, anymore. For the record, soy and tofu is pretty much the least healthy thing for a male to drink. Or eat. It's just full of fucking testosterone and how heavily processed soy is to make it into tofu or milk is terrible for you. It's just basically like drinking straight chemicals, except for it's whatever's left from the super chemically processed. Like if you're making milk from beans, it's not going to turn out good. Like do they have like... I guess they do have red bean milk. Could you say the same about nut milk? Because just like, fuck that. I hate that it exists. Dude, nut milk just tastes like smashed nuts. (laughs) Like if you eat, like I just had almond milk and I was like, oh, almond milk's so sweet. And then I was like, oh, unsweetened almond milk. And I was like, oh, now I know why they sweeten it. Because if it's not sweetened, it tastes like eating wood. It's disgusting. (laughs) Like... If you want to have nut milk, just put water and peanut butter and drink that instead of milk. And that would actually be really good. I, I'd do it. If you could like, the protein. make super watery peanut butter oh, and have that like on fucking granola, that would be so good. <laughs> Dale's breakfast creations. Yeah. <laughs> peanut milk. Sounds a little dangerously close to something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I would love to hear our uh, listeners' takes on the Gillette ad. Again, I think it's like the most inoffensive thing I've seen. Uh, granted, we're only what two weeks into the year, but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's so horrific to say that like maybe we shouldn't do these shitty things or like uh, basically like enable other men to do these shitty things. Yeah, no, we should definitely be hold like, 
One of the things with modern society right now is we're as much as the like reactionaries on the internet want to tell you, we're not a police state because we don't have enough police to police everybody. So for the most part, we're a self-policing society and maybe this ad kind of points out how we do have to keep an eye out on each other, not to like rat each other out to big brother, but to be like, Hey, come on, man. Like maybe we shouldn't be acting like this. Oh, and also the one other thing that the ads uh, addresses is that whole boys will be boys saying like if something ever happens and you say, Oh, boys will be boys. That shouldn't be happening. Whatever it is that you're saying that is bad. Mm, uh, I will use that uh, if uh, almost exclusively in regards to uh, mishaps that occur from peeing standing up. Okay. That, that's all right. Well, right? Like, oh, you just like, well, oh, I, I accidentally pissed all over your bathroom. Boys will be boys. <laughs> I can't control my dick. <laughs> be pissing all over somebody's bathroom. So that's a... Dale, I'm a, I'm a man. What? You're, you're proving what? my point. What? You should just not pee all over everybody's bathroom. Why? Because it's... It's a man, it's a man thing. You wouldn't understand. Hygienic. Go back to your... Actually, I will have you know that urine is sterile and you could drink it with no ill health effects. Do you want to drink my piss? No. Then shut up. <laughs> do not particularly want to do I that. I like how everybody points that out. They're like, urine sterile, but I'm not willing to do anything to prove this point. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Urine sterile? Use it in a way that you would use something that is actually sterile. I don't like drinking it, rubbing it on your face, getting naked and pouring it on your naked body. Wait, what (laughs) sterile? I mean, if you're sterile, you can pour it on your naked body. Uh, No mishap. Pissing on a jellyfish sting. Yeah. 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 What do you got? Nothing. Do you think? Okay, this might be kind of a gross question. You know how when you don't drink water for a while and your pee gets really stinky and super yellow? yellow? Yeah. If you peed on a um, jellyfish sting yes, and you had like dehydrated pee where it was like super yellow, would it work better Extra on the jellyfish Probably. sting? Probably because what is it? The uric, uric, uric acid? acid. So you're not diluting it with water. water. Yeah. So it would be super effective. Hmm. So if you ever go to a beach with lots of jellyfish, yeah. take a very dehydrated person with you. Second point. Yes. So gout – which I have. Yes. Ladies. <laughs> no. So basically what gout is, is your body is making too much uric acid to help you break down food. So you're not flushing that uric acid out of your body. And when you have a gout flare up, it's the uric acid crystallizing on your joints. And it feels like very arthri- arthritic kind of symptoms. So second part of my question, now that I have gout and too much uric acid in my body, Am I immune to jellyfish stings? Dale is trying to... No, but I think you just scored an invite to any jellyfishy beach. Uh, If I ever go surfing at a jellyfish beach, you're... My gout pee is like super jellyfish fucking repellent. Also, have we ever like fully addressed the fact that you have like George Washington's 80-year-old ass disease (laughs) on this podcast? I think we've talked about it a lot. I think when I first got it, like whatever, two years ago, like in the early 20s episodes, I think we talked about it a bit. 
because that's always the ironic thing is it's the disease of kings and I'm not a king and I'm kind of poor. Right. Right. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, I think we should do Did you have anything else to say? No, I think we covered my gout enough. <laughs> I was going to say about the Gillette hat. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, guys, uh, just fuck off. Stop being bullies and stop catcalling women and don't mansplain anything. And we'll be right back after this brief interlude to mansplain some more internet outrage. <laughs> been doing that how long have we been doing that yeah we, we have not been doing that well you've been sitting there you've been doing that while i've been so you're guilty by association sure you're aiding and abetting me doing that. i'd really rather you you didn't do I it i feel like i have to now like yeah it's, it's kind of become like your thing our thing it's like saying hey internet at the beginning yeah if people didn't hear you do that after the break they Dude. might freak out and worry that they'd started listening to a good podcast yeah, they'd be like, whoa, 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 wait, did I miss it? What happened? Did I skip a hunk of time? Like, remember when we were, you used to use Audacity and there would just be, like, snippets of time missing? Yeah. They'd probably think that happened if yeah. I didn't say that. Yeah. And then they'd be like, I could have missed an entire kernel of knowledge that I will never get back. Or, or a dick joke. Yeah, which is a kernel of knowledge <laughs> if you look at it from someone who is uneducated about dicks or jokes, really. You want to talk about... Speaking of jokes! <laughs> hey, do you want to talk about my werewolf novel for 20 no. more minutes? No, I don't. Okay. I, I don't even know how I'm going to spin this episode because we had like our main topic and then that just got derailed talking about your... No, uh, we, we talked about the Gillette ad a okay. lot. All right. Do you, want, do you want to talk about it more? The werewolf thing? No, the Gillette ad. No. What's, what's up? What else? What if... Now, stay with me here. I write a book about shaved werewolves. You know what? That use Gillette shavers. Thought you were going to go in a very different direction there. Yeah. But if you were to write a novel yeah. about like werewolves and vampires, yeah. but make the whole thing like a metaphor yeah. for the power dynamic between men and women... Yeah. And you worked a bunch of like social justice warrior messaging in there. Yeah. Pretty sure you'd have an instant bestseller on your hands. Yeah. Okay. That's what my book's about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have to go back and put in enough vagina jokes to counterbalance the dick jokes. Why don't women make as much vagina jokes as we make dick jokes? Because they're mature traditionally. <laughs> like that's, that's true. They don't talk about their genitals. They don't feel compelled to talk about their genitals as often as men do. Maybe that's something that should have been in the Gillette ad as well. Yeah. Like, hey, dudes, just stop talking about your dicks all the time or sending pictures of your dicks or like waving your dick out in public. Or they make another ad aimed at women and they say they talk about the pink tax and they say, guys are talking about their dicks. Talk about your vaginas. Also, here's a razor to use on your vagina that shaves specifically vaginas. 
Do you know what the pink tax is? Did I lose you? No, I know what that is. You, you lost me with it? everything that followed <laughs> your guy. I'm like, my my thought, I'm like, am I going to have to go back and edit something out on this podcast for the first time ever? Well, it's not the first time you should have. It would be <laughs> no, the first was, time I you actually, actually went back and edited out the time I was obscene in some way that's totally not real because I'm never obscene. Can we talk about the hamber- hamburgers? Yeah. Hamburgers thing? So, yeah, let's talk about the hamburgers. I don't know thing. how anyone can say that Donald Trump is the dumbest fucking moron to hold office in the United States anymore. I do not know how we have not hit a point. So, uh, it was a college football championship two weeks ago. Clement yeah. beat the ever-living fuck out of Alabama, which is awesome because fuck Alabama. They're like the New England Patriots of college football, essentially. And they just always win. And nobody likes seeing them win, except people from Alabama, which fuck those people. If they always win, you can't hate someone just because they win. Yeah, you can't. You can't hate someone because they're better than hate. I hate the New England Patriots. I don't hate the New England Patriots, except for Tom Brady and his smug fucking face. I hate New England Patriots fans. Okay, those you can hate. Okay, because you like... You cheer for a team that, like, all they do is win. Yeah. You are, like, the least suffering fans in sports history. And you still act like you're, like, fucking important. Because you're just cheering for a sports team. That's the easiest sports franchise in the history of the fucking world to cheer for. Yeah. Because you're never disappointed. Do you think they have taken over... For the Dallas Cowboys of being the NFL's biggest bandwagon team? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I live in Vancouver where, like, I've been a long-suffering Seahawks fan. Uh, but I also know that living in Vancouver, the Seahawks were good for, like, three years. Those years are all behind us now. The Seahawks aren't good anymore. But I know here, I'm definitely exposed to a lot of people who, uh... Like, a lot of people would get shit on for being bandwagon Seahawks fans. Yeah. I, I think that's, like, definitely earned. Uh, yeah, New England Patriots, people who don't know much about football but still want to, like, cheer for a team that wins, yeah. they they jump to the Patriots right away. Oh, yeah. Like um, It'd be like in hockey if you – not so much anymore, but it used to be the Canadians because they had such a long dynasty. I guess it would be the Penguins because they it would won be the Penguin. they a would bunch. Probably, it would be the Penguins now or uh, – uh, fuck, I was going to be like, who even won the Stanley Cup last year? It was the Capitals, and that's why I couldn't yeah, remember. Because who yeah. the fuck saw that coming? You can't just win it once. You have to have a dynasty. So you'd be like looking at like the Blackhawks because they won three times in five years. Yeah. Or the Penguins. Or even the LA Kings. Were, yeah, they won twice. I'd say you'd have to win three times to be a dynasty. Or like the Canadians because they won so much in the 90s. Or the Oilers. Or the Oilers in the 80s. And so cheering for the Patriots would be the equivalent of cheering for the Penguins, right? Yeah. Because 100%. they just wanted a bunch of, well, that would be if the Penguins won it, what, like three or four more times because the Patriots have won it so fucking much. They've won it so fucking much. And then they like, at the very least, they like, even if they don't win the Super Bowl, yeah. they will be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, every fucking time. They didn't win last year, and that was, like, the single greatest experience of my entire life watching that game. Um, Yeah. But they they will always, always at least be in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, Tom Brady has to retire at the end of this year because he's fucking 40 years old. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, like, give it up, dude. Yeah. Anyways, 
Uh, college football championship happened. Clemson won. Clemson, like, as is traditional, although less traditional now because a lot of these teams uh, will go on the record immediately after they win and say Donald Trump is such a shitty idiot that we're not going to do the traditional White House visit. By uh, all these teams, you just mean major sports franchises in general. Like last year, the Golden State Warriors, they ended up not going, right? Uh, Golden State Warriors didn't. The Philadelphia Eagles also didn't. Okay. Um, and what that was, and okay, what it is in a lot of these cases, the teams don't like flat out refuse to go. Yeah. Uh, they'll have a few like abstainers on their team, like people who are like conscientious objectors, and they'll say, no thanks, we'd rather not visit the White House. And then Trump will shit his like fat man pants and be like, well, no one's invited then. Uh, yeah. And he sure showed them what they're missing out because Clemson. Uh, went and did the White House visit and what Donald Trump did. So they're in the midst of a fucking government shutdown right now. Yeah. Uh, so that um, I don't fully understand what it is. I think it's Trump throwing a tantrum because he can't get a budget approved to pay for the Mexican border wall that he insisted that Mexico was going to pay for the entire time. Yeah. I think we covered it in our last episode. So basically just no, nobody wants to look it up because it's like – voluntarily taking on a migraine anytime you try to look up what Trump's doing. So basically, like you said, the government is shut down. People aren't getting paid. But what that means for this is the catering company or catering staff at the White House isn't there to cook food for the Clemson Tigers. Yeah, look at you. Dude, at work, I was all like, Clemson Red Tide. That's and then the guy's happened. like, that's... I mean, that's still... You got... You just yeah. smashed the two teams, but... And the guy's like, that's not who it was. And I was like, oh, I was trying to look like I knew something about college football. <laughs> so... You knew, like, half of a thing. Yeah. So anyways, what happened was he spent, of his own money, $3,000 for a fast food feast for the Clemson... Is it Clemsonville Tigers? Or Clemson just, Tigers. Just Clemson Tigers. Why do I keep wanting to say Clemson? Ball? I don't know. So anyways, your brain doesn't work properly. The Clemson Tigers. So he got like, he got all the major foods. So he got like McDonald's. Wendy's. Wendy's. KFC, I think. KFC. Did he get Burger King? Uh, I'm not actually sure. Because if he didn't get Burger King, that would make sense why they made fun of him for saying hamburgers. So the hamburgers thing is in the original tweet, Donald Trump took a picture of himself it's the saddest these, fucking thing. These tables of all this food. It's the president of the United States of America standing in the fucking, like, what? what is that? The Oval Office? Yeah, and there's, like, silver fucking trays of yeah. just fast food burgers. It's, and like, the, said, the most white trash thing blah, I've ever blah, seen. Blah, 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 $3,000 worth of hamburgers that I paid for by myself. But he said he put a D instead of a G, so it said hamburgers instead of hamburgers. And I thought it was a joke because somebody was making fun of the way Donald Trump talks because he would say – like him saying hamburgers, but it sounds like hamburgers. Like, hey, we have lots of hamburgers. Everybody's happy. Greatest ever. So I thought it was a joke tweet and I didn't really understand that it was actually from Donald Trump himself. And I'm going to take a controversial opinion right here and I'm going to say this was a smart move on Donald Trump. You know why? So these college players, what age are they? Like 17 to 21? No, like 21 to 23. 
when do you go to college? Or is it like second and third year or third and fourth year? Yeah, it's usually third. It's usually like seniors because by the time, like no freshman, unless they're really fucking good, is going to make a college football team. So I don't know much about college football. I thought it was just if you were in college, you could play on the team. So you could be 17 to 21. Or what is it? You said 21 to 23? Yeah. So anyways, you're 21 to 23. You just won the fucking thing. What's it called? The NCAA championship? Yeah. Is there Whatever. A, is there a bowl? For all intents and purposes. Is there a specific bowl name No, for there's it? like lots of bowls that lead up to it. And yeah. then that's not a bowl. That's just the college football championship. Yeah. If you're wondering why I don't know how this works is because nobody really knows how college football finals work. It's kind of just there's a picking like board and they pick the people that are going to get a chance to play, to get into the playoffs. It's really arbitrary because there's so many like disparate conferences and like you could have like teams with very similar records, but like one of them played a bunch of teams that were a lot shittier. One played a lot of teams that were a lot better. So they like, yeah, it is. It is super. Like you just have. The and there's like football hundreds of college football teams, like from varying sizes of schools. So it's like, at the best, it's a controversial selection way. But anyways, I don't want to get into that. But that's the reason why I don't know how it works because nobody knows how it works. So anyways, you're uh, would you say twenty one to twenty three year old male? Yeah. You're going to the White House. You're a college football player, so you're not. Like, I don't want to stereotype here, but I'm going to say you're not exactly the most... Skinny? Uh, no, not skinny. Um, skinny. Like, what's another way of saying, like, gentrified, like, prim and proper person? Like, you're not the type of dude who eats your dinners with three or four salad forks, or, like, you have a shrimp fork, a salad fork, and a steak fork. What I'm saying is, if you're playing college football, you're not the type of guy who goes for fine dining. You're the type of guy who just fucking smashes calories into your face that tastes delicious you're, as fast as you can You're a professional athlete. Yeah. So you don't – I mean, I don't Dude, think you want to be Dude, that Seahawks like, player, he ate bags of Skittles on the field. Oh, Marshall Lynch? Yeah. yeah. That was like so, – yeah. God was a legend. College college football players aren't going to have the best diet. Like I'm saying like they're not looking for super high-end dining experience. And for a lot of these guys, like if I was a 22-year-old guy and they're like, you're going to the White House for dinner, I wouldn't want to be like, oh, fuck, I don't know which fork to use at what point. I don't know if I'm going to be eating this properly. And I don't want those – tiny rich person uh servings and then they go oh no it's a fast food feast and you're like oh fuck like what kind of fast food they're like all the fast food you're like wait i can have like as much fast food from as many different places at once and they're like yeah so so i'm like wait i can have a junior bacon cheeseburger some kfc uh, some McDonald's fries and then a filet fish And they're like, you could have that and so much more. I'd be fucking pumped. I do respect them for having filet fishes which yeah. as we all know is the best McDonald's sandwich. And uh, yeah, present there. Sorry to step on your filet fish point. That's fine. But I Trump did also campaign as a people person and a populist. Like he's like, All you people, like the majority of people of America have these problems and I'm going to address those problems. So to come at this like 
a common man being like, I'm not above you. We're all on the same level. We can have poor people food in the White House and we'll all eat it together with our hands because there's no waiting staff to give us forks and plates. Like, personally, if I right now went to the White House, I wouldn't want to fucking eat hamburgers. I'd want, like, some stupid rich meal that I didn't really enjoy because yeah, I'd want a stupid rich that's meal. that's the whole point. But I'm not a college football player. College football players are exactly the same. I think anyone going to the White House would be like, holy fuck, this is, like, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I'm going to, like, this could be the only time I ever set foot in the White House. I would like a nice, memorable meal. Not fucking... And I guess it was memorable, just in, like, yeah. all the wrong ways. Like... Uh, I was listening to another podcast and they made the point that like Trump owns fucking hotels. Trump stakes. Trump Ooh. owns. Yeah. Like Trump owns lots. There were lots of options for Trump to get food catered to the White House. Yeah. But instead he made a conscious decision to not only go out and buy like give an intern thousands of dollars to go out and buy the fast food themselves. Yeah. He like sucked his own dick about it, which like. I think your point about the the populism thing, like yeah. that's probably what this was to like score points with with poor, poor people. Americans. Like yeah. those are the only people who still like Trump are basically white trash, and those people love fast food and they eat fast food because that's one a that's all they can afford and b they're just scared of anything fancy. So in a way, this was a good move on Trump to endear himself to maybe the followers that he got in the campaigns who kind of thought he turned his back on them when he didn't take the populist ideals to fruition once he got into the White House. Yeah, and I got to say his goal here is probably to make enough middle-class Americans white trash by the time the next election rolls around. And then they'll be like, oh, let's vote for the guy who brought Big Macs into the White House. So... Like, I don't want to defend Trump because he's obviously... You just spent 20 minutes defending Trump. I'm, de- I'm defending <laughs> this decision and why on paper it makes sense to do because he's garnering favor with lower class the American pores. citizens. The pores. And, also, yeah, the is pores. It, is a shrimp fork? Is that like a separate fork? Because it's been on my mind since you said it. Yeah, the shrimp like, fork. Is there a shrimp fork? A shrimp fork... From all of my fine dining experience, Derek, I know that a shrimp fork is a specific fork. It might not actually be a specific fork. I'm Googling fork. it. We're about to find out. He's Googling it right now. I know a shrimp fork, for real. I'd have to say I'm not 100% sure. No, no, you were right. Oh, yeah, I'm totally 100% sure. Look at Mr. High Class. Definitely High know about Dale Deluton knows I, that the shrimp fork <laughs> is can, That'd be my official name from now on, <laughs> Highfalutin Dale Deluton. <laughs> You should do it. Oh, there's also a crab fork. Can I get oh, that's the, yeah, okay, business that cards sense. that say highfalutin, Dale Deluton? Do it. And then that's it. it. <laughs> and then I'll give it to people and they'll be like, this is just your nickname on a piece of paper. And I'm like, yeah, I have no reason for you to have my phone number or want to contact me anyway. So here's a hilarious nickname that my friend gave me on the spur of the moment on our podcast. He's like, oh, you have a podcast? Why isn't it on this card? And I was like, ah, oh, you probably won't like it. Don't listen to it. Yeah. But uh, see, I know about shrimp forks. I'm okay. like, I'm like a fork scientist over here. All right, yeah. Okay. I'm not even going to make a joke about how fork sounds like fuck. That's how highfalutin I am. So uh, 
Yeah. Dude, after this happened, I wanted to eat fast food. Me too. I so actually much for so long. I just saw those piles of fat. So oh my God. you remember back in the day when they had like 69 cent cheeseburger day at McDonald's yeah. and you could walk in and you could get 10 fucking McDonald's cheeseburgers for under $7. Shout out to Adam Sab for eating 11 <laughs> fucking cheeseburgers. The only man I have ever known to eat 11 McDonald's my cheeseburgers in a fucking single God. I'm still astounded. He did that. I like we all were like, let's see how many we can eat. And I bitched out. Like, I thought since I was bigger than everybody else that I would be able to eat more. But I can only eat, like, four. It's always the little guys. You look at, like, competitive eaters, and they're always, like, the smallest little, like, scrawny people. Like Kobayashi. Yeah, or... uh, Who's not... Now it's, like, a white trash American guy. Yeah, it's uh, Joe... Joe... uh, (laughs) What's his name? Joey something. Yeah, it's some, like... It's some name that is so plain. Joey Chestnut. It sounds made up. Like Joey Chestnut. Look at this guy. Sounds made up. Like he he's what? A buck 50 and he eats 150 hot dogs. Like I bet he eats one hot dog for every two pounds he weighs. Does that, is that a fair assumption? Does it say? I don't know. Oh, he's 225 pounds? Probably now. Oh, he's looking a little, uh. Oh, who would have thought going into every competitive hot dog eating contest made him fat? Dude. He gained 23 pounds during a single eating competition (laughs) from eating 23 pounds worth of food. Wow. Okay. I want to say of all the problems that America has, this is one of the things that makes them great. Like, oh, everybody's everybody's wearing mega hats, make America great again. No, you could be famous and rich by only eating a lot of hot dogs at once. Yeah. America is great. It will never be greater than that. (laughs) Uh, While you're on the topic of uh, mega hats, do you want to talk about the the 10-year-old boy? Oh, we got our Segway game back. Wow. (laughs) 2019, the first kind of, I guess, semi-all-right Smash together segue just happened, and me pointing it out just kind of obliterated it. What is this? This just happened today. Uh, teens in Make America Great Again hats mocked a Native American elder at the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, so what happened was there was an indigenous protest against. Oh, God. I read the article and I forget what they're protesting. Uh, it was, I think it was indigenous just. Indigenous Peoples March. Just. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like just uh, we don't like you building stuff on our land. Was it specifically about the wall that Trump wanted to build? So anyways, there's this indigenous um, protest and there's a bunch of dickhead kids from Kentucky, some like Christian school that go that were there actually to um, march against abortion they were it was March like for life rally it was a bunch of high school boys from a christian school at a march for life uh rally which i'm gonna interject here and i'm gonna give these guys a little bit of advice <clears throat> i don't want to sound like negative this in any way but if there's anybody who should want abortions to be readily available people from kentucky it's Kentucky male (laughs) Christian school patrons because I don't want to – it's hard. to Okay, basically they're not teaching you how to fuck and how to fuck without having kids when you're in a Catholic school. 
So these kids are way more likely to get a girl knocked up and then have a kid too young, which could... And then have six more kids too young. Yeah, and then that could impede on your life. And especially if you're like 18 and you accidentally have a girl have a girl pregnant. If you accidentally impregnate a fine young woman who I bet is lovely in every way <laughs> and was just trying to show this guy a good time and basically the way society has made it, sex is the greatest thing. And the biggest tragedy is there's Not these, having it. There's these women who are going to give you the thing you want most in life. But if they, give, if they give it to you too much, a you shame them. I'm talking more about slut shaming. Like uh, women not baby having. hold the thing you want most in life, which is sex and sexy times and feeling good about yourself. But if they give it to you too much, then you hate them, which is ridiculous. We should be celebrating sluts and not shaming them. But anyways. That took a hard right. Why Why are we – why? Gillette man. <laughs> We got to be better. We got to be the best that men can get. Okay. And that is celebrating women who are willing to give men sex out of the kindness of their hearts. See, but even that's problematic. Now I feel like I got to call you out on this because of the Gillette ad. It isn't women who are willing to give men the sex they want. It's women who are choosing to have sex with the men they want to have sex with. Because women. Derek. I agree. That's something I overlooked. <laughs> I was coming at it from the male perspective and not giving enough attention to the female perspective. Am I, am I a soy boy now? Am I? Is there too You're much estrogen? Only, I would only ever call you a soy boy because that is a hilarious nickname <laughs> and not because I actually think you're a soy boy. Thanks, Dale. But, I appreciate okay, that. So women are willing to do our favorite thing. I don't know. Can women ever possibly enjoy sex as much as men? Is that a yes. super sexist? Okay. Yeah. So Easily. women are, wait, they're choosing to have sex with the partners they want that happens to be. Does Andrea not enjoy sex with you? No, she does. <laughs> All the time. Every time. I mean, it doesn't matter. You, We're pretty much married. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't. Like, do you enjoy it? Yeah. She doesn't listen to this. Sex is great. <laughs> that was not convincing. It's well, like. What do you enjoy more, sex with your long-term girlfriend or catching a really rare Pokemon on Pokemon Go? Oh, well, you got to call me out like that. It's a good thing she doesn't listen She's to never going to listen to this. She's never going to listen to it. I got to say Just say the sex. Yeah, that's fine. That's because good. That's the right answer. I mean. That's good. Catching a really rare Pokemon. Don't just leave it at that. It is great. But I'm not coming great. It's like, oh, my God. It's like it would be. About 75% of the way through sex, that's how good it feels. But it's not that last 25%. Last time, we'll just like, I'm which gonna is blow. the guy's I'm favorite. Blow. Yeah. I like how uh, we've now hit after 5 p.m. <laughs> the second <laughs> set, and we just like veer off into come town. That's where we live now. We're like anti vampires, where as soon as the sun goes down, we just turn into like asleep idiots. What were you saying about the fucking Kentucky sex havers? Oh, you start talking about women. <laughs> Wait, did I get off track? Did I? Yeah, weird. That so never happened. In the basically, what I'm saying is if you're a high school guy and you're in a Catholic high school, you should be very pro abortion so that when you accidentally get a girl pregnant, you can 
a deal with it in the proper way so that as to not push your career track offline to a point where you're not going to be able to provide a healthy, functional home for that child. I'm going to counter that by saying that kids from Kentucky... Shouldn't have kids at all? Probably don't have the most promising career path to begin with. Uh, It is a very poverty-stricken... Although, yeah, if you're like a white kid from a Catholic school, you're probably doing okay. This is another reason not to start a family too young. Because if you're in Kentucky, you want to leave that state and go to a better state. Yes. And it's harder to leave once you have a child. Because you got to like have services and everything for that child. And you can't just pick up and go where there's a job. But if you don't have a child... You can do that. A good career. And go to like a university. Yeah, or even just the job you've been working since you got out of high school. You see there's the next step is offered two states over. You could just be like, fuck this Kentucky town. I'm up and I'm out. And then you move over there. Like I didn't have a kid and I went from Vancouver to Calgary to Kelowna to Vancouver all – well, I kind of switched careers halfway. But all of those steps – were to further my career. Like I came to Vancouver after college to do graphic design. It kind of started, but it didn't. It kind of like dallied. So I went to Calgary where I got like a graphic design job at a newspaper. Yeah. And then... Can we say the name of the newspaper? Yeah. I'm sure that... (laughs) It's like it's almost obsolete. There's like maybe two two readers of the Calgary Sun. So I worked there and then I decided to change careers and go into trades and ironically I went to Alberta to be a graphic designer and left Alberta to be a welder but what I'm saying is if I had had a child at any of those points each one of those milestone steppings of my careers would have been much harder and that's not to say people who have had kids should feel bad about that because that's I'm trapped I have a kid and if I want to, like, move, I'm occasionally, like, toy with the idea of being like, oh, I should move to another city or, like, you know, get a fresh start or go explore this area for a while. I can't fucking do any of that. See, there's one thing that not enough people are talking about, and that is children are the cure for existential dread. Because me, I look at my life, I'm like, fuck, I'm almost 40. What have I done? Oh, my God. Am I going to leave a mark on the world? You, you're like, oh, my God. I'm a little bit further away from Dale from 40, but I'm still almost 40. What am I going to do? Oh, I have a son. I just have to teach him to be good. That's my legacy. And boom, your existential price it ends. I don't have to do anything else because I will have this thing that lives on after me and at least carries some fond memories of me. Like thinking about it, you have like a progeny, a namesake, and biologically you're passing on your genes. So basically as a human organism – your main goal in life is done. You've made a gene saving machine that will continue on your lineage. So people don't talk about how much peace of mind you can have from kids because it'll stop all that like lost existential dread you have. Like I will still have until I have a child or is that just me rationalizing and putting all my eggs in the basket that if I do have a child, I won't have to worry about what I've done with my life as much. Are you planning on having a child? How are your testes not just like spitting dust at this point? 
They work. I make sure. Every once in a while, purely mechanical and scientific research, I'm like, I better check if these still work. Can you taste this? Usually late at night. motility? <laughs> when I'm on the computer. That's just a, that's just a coincidence. That's and uh, yeah, no, I was I was never one of those guys who was like, I plan on having children or I don't plan on having children. I was always just like, yeah, you just have kids. It's like getting married. I was never for or against it. I would just always assume eventually it would happen, like getting your driver's license or a career. You don't really go for it or against it. You just do it, and that's what you do. Yeah, I found that the people who actually think about having a kid the most, like they're like yeah. planning for it and they want to wait until like everything in their life lines up and they feel yeah. ready to have a kid. Those are the people who never have kids because you never hit that point where you're like, oh, yeah. Like, whereas the people who accidentally hump a baby into someone, say, when they're 17 years old in the Kentucky Christian High School, uh, those are the people who end up having kids. Actually, you know what? Now we're at a real conundrum. So should these kids be pro-life? I think we both just gave two great examples. <laughs> wow, did we get off track? Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else to add? Hey, uh, should we actually talk about this whole thing we started talking about before we started talking about abortion? This just and seems stuff? like one of those fucking like. Oh, look, another. There's. Did we like, even explain what happened? There was indigenous protest, white kids from a Kentucky high school, which like. Fuck, man. This is exactly why the Gillette ads exist. Like, yes. not even just being shitty to women, but just yeah. being shitty people in general. Yeah. Like, let the fucking indigenous elder, yeah. like, bang their drum. Which isn't racist because he Because he was, was actually banging a drum. Yeah. Not racist. Uh, why, why, why? Why did you have to, like, mock and, like, form a circle around him? Like, what? I just, I don't understand. Yeah, there's no point to it. Like, you had your own protest to be at, so go be at your protest. Don't interfere with this other guy's protest. Yeah, just stop being a shitty dude. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else to say about it other than, like, oh, look, another example of people in Make America Great Again hats acting shitty in public. Yeah. Like, I mean, if the mega hat was just, a get out of jail free card of being an idiot in public, we should probably get some. But it isn't, so stop. So yeah. If we got some, we might get this kicked is, out of restaurants, though. People would refuse to serve Or us. drinks thrown in our face. Yep. Like you said, these kids should actually be watching the Gillette ad. And that, my friends, is the perfect way to wrap up a podcast. Brought it full circle. Nice work, Dale. Bang. Uh, all right. That's all we really have. Uh, there was a mailbag, but the only thing people were mad about was the thing we just talked about. So that synced up nicely. Looks like we're doing our job just fine. Uh, thanks. Oh, that. Sorry for, again, stepping on your points. I want to point out that, Derek, I guess we sh- should we do start like doing China updates where Because that's kind of in the media. Yeah, so I'm going to be probably spending the rest of my life uh, interned in a Chinese prison. Yeah, and Uh, Dale gets his stuff, so it's a win-win. So Dale is going to be taking over the podcast, at least while I'm gone, uh, with two men uh, from Subspace Transmissions. Yeah, Subspace Transmissions. It's the Star Trek podcast that I have been a guest host on. They're two lovely guys. They're named Cam and Tyler. They will be joining me in the second week. We haven't locked down the exact day, but it'll be in February. We're going to record 
And that will be the best episode of Outrage Factory because I will not be on it. So if you're going to listen to any episode other than this one, because we're telling you about this one at the very end, tune into that one. This will be a good chance to listen to podcasts or listen to Outrage Factory when with two intelligent males on it who don't make constant dick and fart jokes. I'll still be there. So there will be dick and fart jokes. Don't worry about that. They probably you'll, won't you'll enable them to quotient. the extent I do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, thanks for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Derek Bolin. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Herder. I'm Dale DeRuder. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at SuperDaleBot. Like us on Facebook. Uh, I think we're just Outrage Fact Pod. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Outrage Fact Pod. You can... Uh, rate, review, or subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Please do that because it helps other people learn how incredibly shitty we are before they even listen to you us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. If you're like me and you're lazy and you don't want to have to go through the fucking hard task of actually physically downloading something with the click of a button on our Simplecast site, just go to iTunes and uh, fucking subscribe. You can rate us on there. Uh, you don't have to give us five stars, but it would probably make us rich if you did. And if you don't want us to be rich, then you should watch the Gillette ad because you're being shitty. Yeah, to another maybe be male. a better person. Yeah, be a better person. Give us money. Uh, okay, well. That's how you be better people, right? You yeah. give Dale and Derek money. Oh, if you want to give us money directly, we do have a uh, Patreon. So yeah. feel free to check us some dollars that way. Uh, thanks again to our three paid subscribers. Hey. Uh, we'll never forget you. Each and every one of you is beautiful, and I love you. Not only because you gave us money, but mostly because you gave us money. Like 99%. All right. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Until next week. Stay angry.